Hi, I'm Sai. And I'm Subhash. And this is our third episode of our podcast, Indian Tech Support. This should post right after our second episode. Please do watch that one first. Not I mean, for any reason, but we still need views. Yes. Uh, so these two episodes are supposed to correlate with one another. You don't need to watch one to understand the other. It's just recommended. Yes. Um. So what is your favorite TV show? TV show is the topic for today's episode. So what is your favorite TV show? I actually have a few. Like I, I prefer like animated stuff like cartoons. Like mm-hmm. um, I do have a fair favorite like podcast and everything, but that's not really in today's episode. Um, I really like stuff like um. Uh, Rick and Morty, uh, Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Adventure Time is a good one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically just Rick and Morty, Adventure Time, Cobra Kai. That's really just a Netflix original, but still. Right. Um, I used to like some other things, but like Cartoon Network's kind of gone to shy stuff, so we don't really talk about that. Yeah. Um. So my favorite TV shows, I have a couple. They're all NBC TV shows, NBC. actually. Yeah. So uh. Friends, uh, The Office. The Office is actually going to be a big part of what I'm going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Friends, The Office, Parks and Rec, um, The Good Place, and fun fact, Community. Fun fact, Subash uh, held my late frog Kyle hostage in order for me to watch Friends. I hate sitcoms, but that one was pretty decent. Yeah, so um, uh, do you want to start us off for today's episode? Oh yeah, like, um, actually let, let's talk about Friends, then we'll diverge into other right, things, I yeah. guess. What? Who's your favorite character? Like, let, let let's let our biases show first. Okay, my favorite character is Chandler because I think I could relate Big to him surprise. the most. I, I think I could relate to him the most. Uh, my favorite character is Joey. We have similar brain capacities, and we both like food. Yes, <laughs> it's um, showing. Yeah. I I also like Ross just because. Actually. Did you know gas is uh? Did you know they actually put the um scent in gas? Yeah, and <laughs> like the stove gas or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like they they fl- sent it with rotten eggs. Now that I'm thinking about it, I do know a bunch of random trivia facts, so I could relate to Ross more. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Chandler's still gonna Chandler's be my favorite. Chandler's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Ross. Uh, I feel like Drake from that one SNL episode, which is like. Ross is up. Um, something that's great about Friends is that even if there's no audio at all, you're still able to understand exactly what's happening. Oh yeah, it. I I also like how everything like flows so easily. Mm-hmm. You actually think these guys are um these guys are real friends and everything. Yeah, they just have great chemistry. And also, what's really great is um. Just the roles that each are playing, they just embody their roles so well. Like, yeah. Joey, loud Italian, pretty funny, but not tr- doesn't try to be funny. Chandler, mm-hmm. sarcastic, but has, like, a bland office job. Yeah. That's actually pretty funny. It, it It's ca- kind of a gag, but not really. Ross, mm-hmm. awkward, semi-smart. <laughs> you know, a, he's a paleontologist, off a bet. Um, you know... Monica and uh, Monica and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Rachel. Rachel. You know, they're just really best friends, and, like, you could really believe it. And Rachel actually, she really embodies her role. I just don't know how. She just does. She is her role, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. They made some really good picks for the cast. They made good picks. Uh, this could also be something, like, bad about the show, though. Like, it could, like... 
each character embodies a certain type of person and in that way it could just be characters that are um like stereotypes that are just in the body of a character which yeah. some may seem as bad but it's still a great show if you just like look past that i i mean yeah i i, I mean which came first friends or the stereotypes like you lot stereotypes whatever sure whatever what kind of question i mean is that? i think yeah, but they, they kind of work in this, and, like, they add so much more character. I, I, I don't think it's just fair to pass them off as a stereotype. Because each character, whether you realize it or not, mm-hmm. has a pretty good amount of death to it. Death to each other. And, like, but what I don't like is, like, how certain rules follow characters around. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he will be forever known as the Terminator. That's not really a bad thing, because he was cut in that movie. Um, but, like, then again, like, Jennifer Aniston, she's constantly known as Rachel. Like, uh, and she's constantly, I mean, I don't know if bullied is the right term, but she is bullied for the Rachel hair from, oh yeah. Oh, I saw that one SNL skit. It was, oh, it was hilarious, man. Um, yeah. Some things that are to take note of are that like laugh tracks are extremely unnatural and yeah, it's, it's like, it's not, it was very 1990s though. It, it is, but also the scenery with like shows that shows that do do it now, like or did do it now. I don't know if the big bang yeah. theory is over, is it? No. Okay. Well, that show sucked. It... Big bang. Dude, the jokes were No. It... Laugh track unnatural. Every show has done it and they're done with it. I mean shows around its time stopped doing it. it the I... office didn't do it. Fr- Friends had some like pr- pretty unnatural Friends had pretty un like some pretty unnatural. It, if you just removed the laugh tracks from any show that had laugh tracks, it'd be funnier. It would be funnier, but for the wrong reason. It would be funnier because there are unnatural pauses. Un- uh, yeah, uh, just awkward silences. Yeah, I agree with that. The thing with Friends, though, that's different about other shows yeah. is that it was filmed in front of a live audience. I'm not sure about the Big Bang Theory, but I'm pretty sure it's just recorded laugh tracks. Yeah, it is. Like, every time a laugh track goes on, you could actually hear it. Like, and also, um, some aspects were, like, very, you know, grown up. Some aspects are, like, pretty childish like the one with joey and like ross and rachel eating pie off a floor um but, i like, think it was a cake but yeah a, uh, no no it was a pie it was like um sure yeah continue uh, but whatever like uh, how do i say i was gonna say something before uh pies no not pi- i think a lot about no okay whatever um I'm, but like then again yeah. like it's it's very nineteen nineties of them like they 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 do la- they do like laugh tracks and like unnatural side of like sound effects not sound side effects um like like when they're you know panning into the um to their like building I found that kind of weird but like they're not Johnny Test bad like you know whiplash 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 the the thing with um the thing with laugh tracks is that they take away from the story I mean yeah it makes it feel more unnatural. Yeah, it doesn't look like you're... I mean, although the characters in Friends actually did seem like Friends, it didn't seem like you were watching real people. It seemed like you were watching, like, people acting. It seemed, like, forced. Yeah. It, it, their acting never seemed forced outright. Like, in some spots, you could tell that, like, you know, characters really didn't want to be there. I mean, granted, we're not ones to talk because, like, we aren't actors. We want to know what it's like to we're be on set. We're not actors, but we're we're consumers, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, the... we understand, but 
Bro, to we watch way set, too much TV. <laughs> to be on set and to do that acting in front of a live audience too. Yeah. It's it probably makes you force out like whatever you have to you're do. You're right, you're right. But like then again, we're just here to critique. We're not here <laughs> Yeah. We're not here to sympathize, bro. We I mean, you have a heart. I'm not too sure myself. Um Where was I going with this? <laughs> I'm just saying like some parts are forced, but, like, other parts are, like, pretty natural. And I really love some of the aspects of this uh, show in general. Yeah, Um. so I have a favorite genre of TV show. I know, like, certain people don't consider TV shows to have genre, but uh, I have a favorite genre for TV show, and it's the style of mockumentary. Mockumentary. You can find it in shows like The Office or um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or... What's it called? I've actually uh, never Parks watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, I haven't watched it either. I heard it's a good show. Um, Park and, Parks and Rec, like, I, from what little I did watch, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy how uh, certain characters <coughs> openly supported Joe Ben. What? <laughs> uh, so, uh, with, uh, with certain shows, obviously, there are pros and cons. But yeah. The Office, I mean, obviously, it didn't pioneer the style of mockumentary, but... It was one of the shows to do it good. Wait, what's that one with, like, Penguin Surfing? That one movie? Penguin Surfing. It was like a mockumentary. Um, and, I, I don't flippers know. Flippers or something? I don't know. I, it, it's probably, like, Happy Feet or something. Yeah, I don't, Happy Feet. I, happy Feet. No, Happy Feet was about the penguin that dances. Dance. No, uh, sorry. I, I, I don't know. It's, There's this one mockumentary There are a bunch one. of penguin movies. I, I don't know. You're right. Uh, yes. Actually, you're right. So uh, I digress. Mockumentaries are a great fil- style because it feels so realistic. Yeah, and um, with The Office, you could actually see that characters develop and have deep and meaningful relationships. Also, like, but then again, mo- mockumentary. This is the last time I'm getting hung up on mockument- uh, mockumentaries. I'm going to be talking about that a lot. So. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not necessarily good. Like, for example, it, like those interview things that they have in a lot of those British TV shows. They also have it in the office and uh, in Parks and Rec. And also, yeah, those document, like the Talking Heads. Yes, that that's good, but like you know, not not when like it it's overdone, like for in Jersey Shore. Yeah, or like for in certain shows, yeah, it's actually played out. It interrupts the story. It's like the laugh tracks. It interrupts the story. Um, like in Ink Master, I mean Ink Master, it's 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 decent. I I would prefer without it. The actually, thing with the uh, the office is actually it did it well. Yeah. But unlike, you know, Jersey Shore or something. Or and, like, you uh, know, uh, uh, MasterChef. MasterChef did it decently. And with the mockumentary style, most shows don't actually do this, but The Office did. What uh, The Office did is they had the cameramen actually be characters. Um, really? Yeah, one of the uh, episodes in The Office, I don't remember which one it was. It was where... Uh, this is going to be a spoiler, but just for this one episode, um, the office, this one episode had a, uh, something in Michael, uh, Scott's office. It had something in his office and, uh, mm-hmm. he usually does his talking head interview in his office. Yeah. So, and because whatever was in there was in there, it smelled terrible. No one wanted to be in that part of the office. Yeah. Or that part of the general workplace. So, um, when he was doing his talking head, one of, uh, what he, he was in his office. Yeah. And when he says, oh, I can't do this anymore, even though the thing was cleaned out, the smell was still there. He couldn't do it anymore. He 
came out of his space. Yeah. And we see that the cameraman zooms out, and he's outside of uh, Michael's office. He's outside of Michael's office because he, too, as a character couldn't stand the smell of what yeah. was in I also his really office. like like yeah. some of the smaller shows with that do mockumentaries like uh, not shows but like you know parodies mm-hmm. like um I I really like Brandon Rogers Brandon Rogers one of my favorite creators mm-hmm. on YouTube uh actually I might take that back because I'm I don't I want to get into college uh, <laughs> but Brandon Rogers he's pretty cool um I I love some of his stuff uh one of his mockumentary things is like he has like um the office christmas party which I thought it was pretty damn hilarious. And Brendan Rogers, like, uh, the one that they all visit the park, mm-hmm. um, I thought, like, you know, the introductions to each of the characters, I thought that was hilarious in, like, um, uh, like, I thought it was just great the way he u- utilized it. And over- overall, like, mockument- like the, um, the little, you know, cutaways where you get to know a character, they can be, like, ridiculously played out and dry, Mm-hmm. Or they could actually add some new depth to a char- depth to a character. Yeah. Um. So something that people actually didn't like about the office when the office first started was that, I mean, the first season was bad. It was trying to be um a documentary show. Not a documentary show. It was trying to be its older sibling show, uh, older sister yeah. show, the British the ver- one. Yeah, the British version of the office, and with British humor, there's more cynical stuff. So, The Office tried to do that, but with American audiences, that just didn't work. Tories! So, uh, that obviously didn't work. So, uh, when the second season came around, they made everything a lot lighter. They, uh, uh, they just had different personalities than what they had in, um, the first season. It wasn't primed towards an American audience. Like, um, yeah, the British show was a, uh... I think it was a two-season, 12-episode yeah. miniseries. People watch sitcoms for, like, mostly just comic relief or, like, yeah. you know, to know a story. But, like, it, if you really want to get, like, with more cynical, like, casual cynical um, mm-hmm. stuff, you really want to... There's not really a place for casual cynicism, really. Like, your best bet's with, like, Adult Swim, but then again, like, with Adult Swim and, like, Robot Chicken, Rick and Morty, it needs to be more... More. It needs to be, like, a more of a, you know, very noticeable, but kind mm-hmm. of, you know, funny sort of cynicism, like, that Rick has. Yeah, and, um, and, Morty. and the, uh, since the British version only lasted 12 episodes, uh, extra, it was only focused around, uh, two, uh, two salesmen and, uh, two salesmen, the boss and the receptionist. Yeah. Since the American version lasted nine years. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, that's amazing they how had, the show can go on that long. Yeah, and they had to try and find ways to incorporate other characters. It wasn't just 12 episodes. It was more than that. Yeah. So they had to try and find ways to make it work. Yeah, that's actually pretty hard to do with, like, writing a character it, that people care about is very hard. And when you have, like, such well-defined characters that aren't that don't just have, like, a bland gimmick. Like, for example... um. Who's that one guy that, like, you know, during the CPR scene, you know, cut open... And oh, uh, Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, Dwight. I love that... He's just... He's me? Just, you know... He... He's just a more emphasized version of you. Uh, yeah. Also, I don't have a huge forehead. I used to not have a huge forehead. Used to not have... Well, okay, I got a uh, shitty yeah. haircut, bro. I um, can't so... Explain me. 
since, uh, so, like I was saying with the British series, since it was so small, it only needed to focus on certain characters. The office had a problem with, like, the American version had a problem with it. Uh, they had so many characters, and they lasted nine seasons. They needed to find ways to make different characters work. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... That's very hard that's, to do. Yeah, it was hard to do, but they did it well up until Steve Carell left the series. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell tried to help get other characters into the spotlight and have uh, helped the other characters, like, sort of do well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and... Yeah, and, like, honestly, like, uh, th- that's The Office in general. I think, like, let, let's... That's just mockumentaries, and, like, again, mockumentaries are great for that. Do you have any closing remarks about mockumentaries? Um... Uh, actually, no, I, I want to keep going about documentaries. Oh, okay, fine. I, I mean, if you have something I else... I want to talk about the Adventure Time and, like, stuff. Uh, we can talk about that in a second. So, the thing with, uh, The Office, since it had so many characters, uh, Steve Carell helped. As soon as he left, they didn't know how to deal with all of the characters. And, uh, something that they did with especially Kevin, which was one of the, uh, larger people in The yeah. Office... Um, he's more involved. He was more involved in was. the beginning of the series. Like he had a relationship. He was thought to have skin cancer. Like he had a whole yeah. episode dedicated to that. Uh, he got an, into another relationship. There was a bunch of storylines connecting to him. And as soon as Steve Carell left the show, he became the dumbest the, version of himself possible. Yeah, and like I don't know why they did. They just played him out like anyone on Paradise PD. You know, yeah. he he just kind of became the worse version of themselves plug for Brandon Rogers um um yeah and so uh one of the people working on the office was Michael Schur and he made a bunch of other shows like I said uh like I previously said Parks and Rec and that show uh he corrected the mistake of the office and had uh small characters uh since small characters had no snort a story they had no need so he corrected this and uh he made sure every character had a story of their own. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like I, one one person I really liked during out the um the entire like you know. I I wish that they just kept like something. Let I feel like they would have done way better if they kept something like less dramatic, but you know something that could actually happen, that isn't just overplayed out. I feel like after you know um Mr. Scott left. Uh, Steve Carell, I think. Yeah. Um, after he left, there was kind of a schism. There was a power schism. They didn't know who to fill it with. And I feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't think it should be replaced with someone totally new. Uh, no, uh, they didn't replace it with someone I know, totally I know. They I know, replaced I know. it with Andy. I know they have replaced it with Andy. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it should. That he should have been replaced with some, to, someone totally new. I just feel like, you know, <laughs> so, someone uh, to uh, film the power grab better i think the show like people say the show died when steve carell left yeah sure it could have maybe they should have let like let, instead of ended it there with, with like in a closing episode of, yeah like, they could have had it like that um so what i liked about the very last episode even though there are like two seasons of like this is just my opinion complete garbage two seasons of complete garbage that's one very but, blunt way to put it super uh, the last episode was great after steve carell left instead of having like a bunch of different people trying to replace 
his role. They could have just had the last episode appear then, like, uh, where Dwight Schrute became manager, and then he and Angela got married. That would have been pretty damn good. Yeah. But then again, we wouldn't have the we wouldn't have the epic scene with like, Dwight is no Dwight is long no longer with us. <gasps> yeah, but he's moved on to a different department. <laughs> no, but the thing is, Michael Scott did that as soon as he uh. When, during the episode where he hit Meredith with his car. Yeah. He did the exact same thing. And, uh, sort of what, uh, the people who were writing the story for The Office, they tried to make Andy the new Michael, but Michael, Michael was dumb. Michael was irreplaceable. He was irreplaceable, but he was, like, he was the He wasn't smart, and Andy's, like, he went to Cornell. He was obviously smart. And they had to dumb him down, like, by 15 times. I know, uh, Andy w- actually had way more potential than, like, in my opinion, a lot of the characters. If they made him an actually good manager and they uh, had him actually be smart like he actually was, then... He'd be a good contrast with, like, you know, general the, the rest of the office's general... How do I put this? Lack of higher brain functions. <laughs> no, there are some smart people in the office. It's I know, but they don't that... apply that smartness well. Uh, right, I, yeah. Where have we heard that one before? <laughs> you that was totalness. but whatever uh, yeah i feel like i don't know the power vacuum was hard to fill and i feel like they they made bad decisions with that michael scott was like the king zog of uh from like from dreamland he was the king zog of of the office mhm hard to replace yeah so uh Going back to how the British counterpart was, like, more cynical, that doesn't work with American audiences, so The Office had to make some changes in Season 2, and mm-hmm. those changes were to, like, uh, be more optimistic, and uh, be more optimistic, have Michael be better at his job, and people are nicer to Michael. And each episode, they would, like, let's say everyone hates Michael, each episode they would have Michael end on a happier note. Um, then again, that... that- that trope can get played out very easily. And the thing with mockumentaries, although, uh, like, if you were to have that uh, be a movie, it's easier to believe uh, because it's only one sitting. Uh, with a TV show, it's harder to do that. And that's one of the struggles that The Office had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they handled it well. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that that's a huge point. Um... Yeah, so, um... Overall, like, when, this has been 20 minutes of talking about The Office. Let, let's yes. talk about something else. Anyways, um, some things I'm really passionate about, like, is good animation. And I love how, like, oh, one of my favorite shows of all time. They would probably, my top three, um, from lowest to highest. Uh, that would probably, Boondocks is the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rick and Morty, second best. Yeah. And, um... What's what's that one? Uh, it's you know Mabel and oh uh, Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Oh my God, I love Gravity Falls. I'm like you know uh, Dan uh, Dan Harmon and like Justin Roiland. Oh, uh, I think Dan Harmon actually worked on. Uh, didn't he also work on uh, Rick and Morty? Yeah. Yeah. So he the, actually worked are... on one of my favorite TV shows, Community. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there was a little bit of fallout between uh, him and some of the executive 
executive producers. It's kind of like the thing that happened with the Boondocks and, like, and the, Fox. In the fifth season. Uh, but he came back for the sixth season, and he, like, sort of revitalized the show. But, uh, continue. What, which is your favorite, like, um, actual, like, channel? Like, personally, I really like Adult Swim, because they give their artists... Channel or show? Channel. The, the Adult Swim really gives their people so much into, uh, like intellectual freedom. They don't force anything down their throats, like um, uh, Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. even though they're practically the same thing. But whatever. I like, for example, they gave um, they gave uh, the creator of um, the creator of the Boondocks. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh I forget. It, back of my head. But they gave the creator of the Boondocks so much creative freedom. They actually, you know, told him to try to step up his animation game, they emphasized that it was, it, it's really good what they have there, and like, with Rick and Morty, like, um, Justin Roiland, Dan Harmon, they could do a lot of great things that they wouldn't be able to do on, say, uh, you know, Fox. Right, yeah. So, my favorite channel is NBC, um, I mean, I, I don't really watch, like, their actual news or whatever. No one has cable, bro. <laughs> I, I don't actually watch their news, I just like the TV shows that they produce, uh, for example, Friends, yeah. Office, uh, Parks and Rec. I said this all before. Uh, Friends, Office, Parks and Rec, Good Place, uh, and what else? Uh, there's another one. Community. Community. Community, like I said, uh, made by Dan... Not made by, but... Uh, Dan, Co-signed by, I guess. Uh, Dan Harmon mm-hmm. worked on it, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like, it's pretty great. Um, it, it, I don't know. I really like... Uh, I really like channels that emphasize, um, emphasize, you know, creative integrity, like, you know, making your work good. Yeah. Overall, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for animation. I really like anima- animation mm-hmm. with, like, the Boondocks, basically black anime. I'm not even going to lie on that one. I loved it. Um, I liked, I also like, you know, Rick and Morty. It has very cynical views, but it's so cynical, it's funny. It has very deep topics that it takes a very large mind to comprehend you need to it's full of subtleties I, i'm i'm sorry wait where have i heard this before copy pasta anyways rick and morty is just an amazing show filled with great jokes i love i love everything about it jerry kind of sucks um uh gravity falls mm-hmm. i don't i don't know i'm not the only one who noticed this but like great soundtrack yeah it's a great soundtrack yeah yeah it, it's honestly like it fits it so well and like even lighting like Animation-wise, it fits the bill so perfectly. It fits the bill, mm-hmm. the, the, the cipher. Yeah. The bill cipher very perfectly. Yeah. Um, I wish there was, like, more of, than, like, two seasons, but I, did, I wouldn't want it to get ruined. Um, yeah, I just love these shows with a passion because they have so much creative integrity, I guess, with their work. They actually try to make it good. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the crossover stuff with, like, um, just, uh, like, the crossover stuff with Rick and Morty and... Uh, Gravity Falls is pretty funny. Uh, so, this isn't about TV shows, but this is just something that I find, like... Funny. It isn't something that I find funny. It's just something that I've seen. So, there... You know how there are those YouTube channels that, like, make slime every five seconds? Regrettably. Yes. So, um... What... So, they're obviously cash-grabbing... Because they're making that much money, they're uh, not making that much money. No, they're posting they're that many, lots of money. Yeah, Dude, they're obviously making true, a lot of money. True, but, um, bright side, all these content they, farms. They are, post like two videos every single day. We can have an entire. You know, we. You know, 
we will post another video just talking about, about all of the about channels. content farms okay keep posted on that one but right now okay, okay we're not yeah, done yeah we're not done we're not done but no let's save content farms for another episode yeah. cuz i got like some john doyle level rants yeah but like you have those children channels uh not necessarily a content farms but they the ones geared for children but like you know are looking for that you know crusty crab Shisa. Yes. That money, 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 money. So, uh, there are those channels that are just, like, loud noises, and kids find that funny. The thing is, they aren't even able to conceptualize humor That's why they yet. got, like, Kopta, or Kofta, or whatever. What's it? Koppa. I don't know. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, kids aren't able to process re reality, so they have, like, They aren't, not reality. Loud they aren't, noises, bright colors. They aren't actually... Stupid music. Like, they aren't able to process, like, actual humor. Like, they think they understand anything that's funny, but no, they, they just find loud noises funny. That's, Pretty much. Like, it's just me screaming. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I guarantee you someone will find that funny. And that's, and that's why, like, two-year-olds, not two-year-olds, but, like... Literal infants click on this stuff. Like, dude, embryos. <laughs> embryos are watching Troom Troom videos, not because they actually will ever use any of their so-called <laughs> life hacks to bring, like, a hamster into a, um, into, like, a, you know, cinema, or, and, or, like, you know, a little cactus or whatever. Yeah, but, um... They'll never use it, but, like, they're attracted to the bright colors and, like, the dumb music and... Yeah, uh... The weird, you know, The kids that English. are watching those... I mean, obviously, they're for kids. The the kids that are watching those channels, they aren't able to comprehend humor yet. So that's why when they see adults or kids that are a little bit older than them actually watching something that is funny and they don't find it funny, they're like, oh, those kids that are older than us, those adults that are older than us, they're stupid. They, they don't understand humor. Yeah. They think that they're the smartest pe people in the world. I, I can relate to that. Like, when I was a kid, like, four, no, six years old, I said... Yo, why is dad watching the news? I'm never going to watch this stuff ever. Bro, by age 11, I was taking political internships, bro. That's not normal for a kid my age. I mean, for bro, some people... I, dude, dude, people's I, minds just process at different rates, but that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, there are people who think they understand something, but they, like, they think they understand something, but... They, they can't fathom how much they don't know. Yeah. We've seen this stuff over and over again, Hunter Avalon. Um... With like, you know, it, you there's this great quote by Jordan Peter Peterson, um, one of my idols, Dr. Mm -hmm. Jordan B. Peterson. Assu when you're in a debate or like any sort of conversation, assume you're um the person that you're conversating with knows something that you don't. And like kids, they don't really know that. And if you think about it, yeah, kids think that they know everything. Yeah, and like I I'm gonna take a page out of Don Donald Glo Glover, also known as um. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? What's from yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, don't yeah. Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Donald Glover. Yes. He said, oh, if you uh, think about uh, it, he was also in Community. I will. S no, he he was in Community. <laughs> How dare you? No, but he, he. Uh, anyways, yeah, Donald Glover. He's he he's a uh, he's a comic. I follow him. He he said this very awe-inspiring phrase. Children are like. Little Hitlers. They don't have any concept of, like, you know, oh, this is bad. This is wrong. I'm not going to punch that person in the face because he he he'll, he might, he I'll, I wouldn't like it if he punched me in the face. And yeah, they don't have me. actual, like, morals that they follow by. Bro, if two-year-olds could talk, 
they would be cussing their moms out. Yeah, because... All the time. Like, if you see, like, a little kid in Wal- or what it used to be Toys R Us, Walmart or whatever, yeah. you know, hey, mom, I want you... No, no, like, if kid creaming and scrying, they don't know how to communicate. If they did know how to communicate... They would be like... Yo, why the hell are you taking that Yu-Gi-Oh from me? Give it to me right now, or else you are so screwed. So screwed. I'm gonna get dad, and he will beat you. You're screwed, woman. Yeah, and I'm gonna poop my pants, so you're gonna have to clean my diaper. That is how they think. How would you know that, Subash? Because I was a former baby. So you wanted to poop your pants so your mom would clean that up? You think I... I, I was smooth brain then. I was smooth brain. Dude. You're still smooth brain. Hey, come <laughs> on. I'm not smooth brain. I'm... My brain has the consistency of Jiffy um, peanut butter. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've sort of, like, went off topic by that point. I don't um, even know what we were talking about half this time, but whatever. Um... Uh, yeah. Anyways, this has been great. We've been a little bit over. I think we're gonna have a, you know, talk soon about content farms, like Troom Troom, Brightside, XYZ, um, Watch Mojo. Just, like, a bunch of channels that post a lot a day. Basically, like, internet, they're like grifter monopolies. Yes. Um, also... Uh, announcement, we have a Twitch. We'll be streaming on that every now and then. Yeah, it's, uh, it will be in the bio. It won't be, like, our usual podcasting stuff. It'll be us, like... Just re- casual. Yeah, we'll be speaking to each other, but we'll also be, like, reacting to stuff. We'll be uh, playing games, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be in our About section and hopefully in the description of this video. Uh, make sure that you watched our previous podcast episode, which should be up... Uh, before this one. Yeah. Anyways, um, this should be it. Uh, peace oh, in the Middle uh, East. Free Ross Solbrecht. I've uh, been Sai. Uh, and I'm Subash. One, one last quick announcement. That is not against. That is against the rules. Okay. Whatever. Say it. Um. So we should be uploading twice a month. Once in the beginning of the month and once at the end of the month. So uh, every now and then be on the lookout for our episodes. Because YouTube is kind of shysa at giving people their notifications. Um. Please subscribe. Anyways, I'm going to end now. Okay. Peace in the Middle East. Free Ross Ulbricht. I've been Sai. And I'm Subash. And uh, this has been the Indian Tech Support Podcast. Thank you. Goodbye.